Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And this is your June 12th through the 18th weekly update on NWA, just independent news in general, and GCW. Now, I want to start off with GCW first. I know a lot of you are like, no, 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 I want to hear the news. Well, I want to talk about what I think is going to be the hottest angle this summer. And if you haven't been paying attention to it, what have you been doing? It's actually been the hottest angle since WrestleMania week in April. See, Bloodsport 6 was in Tampa that week. And John Moxley was there competing. But he showed up at a GCW event and surprised Nick Gage. Who is the GCW champion? He is known for his death matches and now, I guess, is known by a lot of the wrestling public because he appeared on Dark Side of the Ring. After his episode of Dark Side of the Ring, there were so many people I was seeing on Reddit, on Twitter, on even wrestling sites, message forums, asking if he was still alive. Well, yeah, of course he is. And him and John Moxley throughout the spring were going back and forth, back and forth. Until in June, I believe it was June 6th, maybe June 7th, um, at a GCW event, everyone that was there and everyone that was streaming it saw a hooded figure in black swaying, doing their shoulders back and forth, just like John Moxley does in AEW. The crowd popped and absolutely went wild as Nick Cage who was in the ring, was looking around trying to figure out why the crowd 
was popping so hard. The hooded figure gets into the ring and proceeds to get Nick Gage in the paradigm shift, which we all know has been John Moxley's finishing maneuver since he left WWE. He used it for the very first time, I believe it was called the Death Rider, in New Japan against Juice Robinson. It's the double underhook DDT. We saw that happen to Nick Gage. And as people were celebrating, the hooded figure decided, let's take off our hood. And to everyone's surprise, it was Matt Cardona, formerly known as WWE's Zack Ryder. Since being released last year on April 15th, Matt Cardona has shown up basically everywhere. He showed up on different indie circuits. He was at um, the weekend of Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. He's been on AEW helping Cody. He has been on Impact Wrestling Messing with his best friend, Brian Myers. He, I'm trying to think where else he has shown up. But he has shown up everywhere. He has also created a podcasting network called the Major Pod Network. Where you can find his figurine podcast with Brian Myers. But also uh, Major Podland with his girlfriend and fiance Chelsea Green talking about Walt Disney World. Um, Brian Myers now has a podcast on the network about the ECW days. He now has a, I guess it is going to be a national commercial with Paps Blue Ribbon. He is making noise. And like I said, Nick Gage has already been known as one of the best wrestlers around in the independence. And he is the champion of GCW. After surprising him, Matt Cardona had a major pod network live event and someone happened to be filming it on their cell phone and got Nick Gage as he was coming up the stairs. Security was trying to stop him which Unless you know some maneuvers and you're a big, big boy, you're probably not going to be stopping Nick Cage. But, <clears throat> Matt Cardona, <clears throat> Mark Sterling, and Brian Myers didn't seem like they were concerned. They never even stood up. 
which was a little shocking to me. I, um, I couldn't believe it. But he proceeded to throw, I'm not, I'm talking Gage now, proceeded to throw two security guys across tables. He picked one up, threw him into some chairs, and was screaming at Matt Cardona that he wanted him. Security finally got him out, and because Nick Gage is very close friends with GCW's owner and promoter, he put out a challenge for his belt to Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona talked it over and accepted that challenge and it is going to be at the GCW homecoming. Now that's going to be July 24th and 25th and they are going to go after each other on night one July 24th at the GCW homecoming. I look for some way I don't know whether Brian Myers, maybe Mark Sterling, I don't know. Somehow, I believe both get a, get busted open. But I believe that somehow Matt Cardona actually wins this title. Now, is something going to happen on night two of GCW's homecoming? I'm going to be real honest with you guys. I don't know. I want to think that Matt Cardona keeps that until September 3rd in Chicago. But I'm not 100% sure, and I'm sure as we get closer, more and more things will happen. But I am predicting this is going to be the hottest angle of the summer. Hotter than anything that WWE will put on. Hotter than anything AEW or Impact Wrestling will be putting on. Yes, I think this angle is going to deliver and be hotter than whoever WWE gets gets to come in and face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. I really do. So, for those of you who are not familiar with Game Changer Wrestling, a lot of superstars have come and came out of there. You'll see people like Matt Cardona stop by for a couple shows. You'll see Nick Gage at almost every show. And so... You really need to be watching this. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about their schedule. You, this past weekend, on Saturday night, I guess it was, you had the Outlaw Mud Show. It actually turned out to be pretty good. I'm going to do a whole episode on it, so you don't have to worry about it. But... Just be aware, they had a show on Saturday, 
that you could have watched because you probably had nothing better to do. Well, starting July 3rd is when they start back up with their shows. You're going to see GCW's Great American Smash. Then, the one that I always look forward to in the summer, you're going to see GCW's Backyard Wrestling. Uh, This is usually death matches. Uh, They are interesting, to say the least, due to their originality, the moves, and the stories that they tell. It is July 4th. Then you're going to see Fight Club Houston. I'm not 100% sure who's going to be there and what exactly this is going to be. I kind of am hoping for Brad Pitt Fight Club. I'm hoping for Bare Knuckles Wrestling with them in jeans. And that's going to happen, like I said, in Houston, July 9th. On July 10th. GCW will be putting on You Only Die Once. I'm going to make the assumption that this is also going to be some death matches. And I absolutely, definitely can't wait for this. Then we've got the GCW Homecoming, which is going to be July, night one is July 24th. And then night two being July 25th. Then GCW hasn't titled any of their shows in August and September yet. So not 100% sure what the theme is going to be. But they're going to be in Los Angeles on August 7th. In Las Vegas August 20th, in Chicago, September 3rd and 4th, and that is where I think if Matt Cardona wins the title belt, I think on September 3rd and 4th, in Chicago, he will lose it. Will he lose it back to Nick Gage? Uh, I don't know, but... I think if he does win it, that will be the weekend that he does lose it. You're going to see them in Los Angeles on September 17th. And then the last city that I could find that as of right now GCW is going to be in is Los Angeles again on October 23rd. I am extremely excited about this summer season of GCW. I really think that we're going to see Calvin Tankman, Jordan Oliver, probably Myron Reed, maybe even Jacob Fatu. I think we're going to see them showing up at different events when it doesn't interfere with their tapings at GCW, and I am very much looking forward to it. I'm also hoping that we see Ninja Mike, um, 
I would like to see Casey Navarro. I'm trying to think of some other young ones that I would like to see. But I think we also see Brian Cage. He likes to be very active on the indie circuit. I don't believe we see John Moxley unless it's the end of July. With Renee and him just having a baby. I know last year John Moxley had planned it on showing up at a lot of GCW events. I think we do see him starting August, September, showing up at GCW events. The other independent show, well, it's not really, I guess, an independent show, but a show that I am extremely looking forward to is Triple A's Triple Mania. If you guys didn't see this last year, it was a really, really good show. I like Lucha Libre style, but not all matches are that style. It's August 14th, uh, which is my mom and Tim Tebow's birthday. So, how can you forget it? But we are going to see at least these two matches that have already been signed and are being promoted. We're going to see Fabi Apache, who holds the women's AAA title, taking on Diana Perrazzo, the Impact Knockouts champion, in a title for title match. Mention this in the Impact Wrestling a weekly update. This is why I'm not betting against Deanna Perazzo at Slammiversary. She has this already signed. Title for title. I look for Deanna Perazzo to bring Triple A and Impact Knockouts back home to Impact Wrestling. And then, as the main event, which I think all of you know, we're getting Andrade versus Kenny Omega for Kenny Omega's Triple A World Championship. I think this will start, if not continue. I almost am ready to pick Sammy Callahan over. Kenny Omega at Slammiversary. I want to see what the build-up is for it first. But if it does not start at Slammiversary, I think it does start at Triple A, Triple Mania. I think Andrade puts on a heck of a show and takes the Triple A World Championship from Kenny Omega. Now, two news items that they're wrestling news items, not necessarily independent circuit news items, but that I wanted to bring to your attention is that PW Insider has stated 
that Braun Strowman's demands are 20000 to 25000 for a three-hour appearance, has to have first-class airfare, two nights of a hotel stay, plus all meals and ground transportation uh, covered. Braun Strowman has come out and said he hasn't talked to anybody yet about any deals or anything. Well, number one, I think he has to say that. He's still under his non-complete contract. But number two, I do think his agents or the people around him, whether it be PR or marketing or whatever, have put these terms out there. And if you don't believe that Braun Strowman thinks he is worth twenty thousand to twenty-five thousand for an appearance, plus a first-class airfare and two nights hotel, and all of that, you're crazy. I think Braun Strowman is going to get a rude awakening when he's actually allowed to sign. Yes, I know Mark Henry is putting it out there and saying both parties are very interested in signing Braun Strowman to AEW. Do I think AEW is going to give him this offer on a tier zero? No. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Because there's too many wrestlers at AEW who are going to remind TK, Tony Khan, what all Braun Strowman has said and done about independent wrestling. And in the past, he has talked about there shouldn't be an independent wrestling circuit if you're not good enough to make it to, to mess with the big boys then you're probably not good enough. He has talked about how he never had to do the independent uh, wrestling circuit, that he came straight into the WWE's Performance Center and got his career started off correctly from them. Now he's having to eat some words. He's having to eat crow. GCW can't afford to pay him that. You know, CCW cannot afford to pay him that. AEW can, but will they? I mean, that's the whole thing. Is Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling or MLW, are they going to give him first class airplane flights? Probably not. He has acted immature backstage at WWE towards veterans, towards not knowing who people are and treating them disrespectfully and then finding out who they are, that they are either a legend of wrestling or a big deal in the WWE corporate structure and had to go back and kiss people's butts 
He has been known to arrive late at WWE of not being prepared. So, all of this has gotten out. As WWE wrestlers have left, as WWE executives have left, and just through the wrestling grapevine. So, I think... Braun Strowman made a giant step by getting in shape, getting his body in shape. But is his wrestling in shape? Because he wrestles the WWE big man style. He's going to have to do a lot more than that. At most promotions. He's not going to get to run around the ring. Do making or doing choo-choo noises. And shoulder tackling someone. That's pretty much unacceptable. At other promotions. But it got pops. At WWE. Because they wrestle a different style. So he's going to have to get in some kind of training program or start working with other wrestlers in order to learn a different style so he can look good at these other promotions. Will he? I don't know. I want the best for him. I would love to see him make a comeback and become a star at some other promotion. Will he stick to it though? Braun is one that likes to be praised and likes to be given main event status or superstar status. And I don't know that a lot of these promotions will be willing to bring him in at that status because he doesn't know how to truly work. So I guess that's kind of a wait and see type thing. They also announced that The Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 is kind of broken in two parts. We saw the first eight episodes of it and I can't say enough great things about this series some things I've heard about, not nearly in detail, but other things I had no clue about. Bruiser Brody, that's one of the episodes that sticks with me, and Gino Hernandez. Um, I had heard of both of them when I was a lot younger, and I've heard about them since on different podcasts. I had no clue that their deaths were kind of a mystery, yet kind of known. Of course, the Chris Benoit story, they did excellent. I knew most of that. That happened at a time when I was involved in wrestling. I was really starting to 
pay attention to every aspect of it. And, of course, even me being that young could look at Crispin Wall and see he was a star as far as his technical abilities. But I still enjoyed that Dark Side of the Ring episode. They've announced that they're coming back late August, early September. And the second half is going to be these episodes. Johnny K-9. The Steroid Trials. Which I have read some about. I am looking forward to that episode. Chris Canyon. FMW. I'm going to be real honest with you. I have no clue what that's about. I have never heard of it. Uh, Luna Vashon. I do not remember seeing Luna Vashon. I know she's been around since the time I was born. Um, I don't know if I wasn't into wrestling, if I didn't pay attention. I didn't watch a lot of WWE. So... I don't know if it's that. I know mostly about her because I did an episode on her sister, Vivian Vashon, who was supposed to actually take over Fabulous Moolah's um, place as one of the greatest women champions ever. And how Fabulous Moolah kind of blocked that. And Vivian decided to leave wrestling extremely early. I want to say 25, 27 years old. And get married and have children. And she never came back. So I learned a little bit about Luna while researching that episode on Vivian Vashon. Uh, Another episode is going to be XPW. And then the final season finale is supposed to be The Plane Ride from Hell. And I am definitely excited about it for (laughs) the simple fact that I've heard so many stories of the fights and who got drunk and who missed it all because they were asleep or passed out and I want to somehow get to the bottom of this and I think Dark Side of the Ring may be the only way we get there now last but certainly not least is NWA Now, I love NWA. I have always loved NWA. I have told you guys numerous times, NWA is basically what I cut my teeth on. Uh, My mom and dad both told me that my granny was a humongous wrestling fan. I found that out as I grew up, but... Both my mom and dad talked about my grandma 
always watching the NWA with Ric Flair, the 10 pounds of gold, and then she switched over to WCW, and then basically because there was nothing left, switched over to WWE. So the NWA is well known in our family just because of my grandmother. Um, the NWA, since Billy Corgan has taken it over, has really grown. I think a lot of that is due to his vision, but I think a lot of it is due to him getting a vice and seeing the vision that Nick Aldis also has and how he has brought prestige back to the 10 pounds of gold and taking on other people from other promotions and creating one of the best factions in the business called Strictly Business. So, the NWA episode that was on June 15th, we got to see genocide. Now, Melina beat her, but I'm interested in watching genocide and what she does in the NWA. Um, wasn't impressed with the Aaron Stevens, PJ Hawk, uh, match. It ended up in a no contest. I dislike those immensely. I'm glad that usually AEW doesn't do those type of endings, and I'm hoping it will catch on with more and more promotions. If you only do them every once in a while and they actually mean something, then, yeah, I totally am okay with it. But I hated to see this match end that way. And then you had JTG beat... Fred Rosser, and El Rudo. Now, El Rudo is Sam Adonis. If you guys haven't seen him on the Independent Circuits, it's worth your time. If you hear the name Sam Adonis, you want to watch that match. It is Corey Graves' little brother, and he has really grown in the last two years with his wrestling ability and his promo ability. Um, I hated that he actually got defeated here, but it was in the national championship opportunity qualifying match, and I'm not sure that I want to see JTG take on Nick Aldis, or Trevor Murdoch, or uh, if Tim Stevens gets into it trying to think who else may get around to having the belt by then. Maybe even Tom Latimer. I would like to kind of see that. But anyway, um, that was your episode. The thing that I'm most excited about NWA, though, is that Billy Corgan listened and then could imagine it. 
Mickey James came to him with the same exact proposal that she gave to WWE for an all-women's show, pay-per-view. Billy Corgan saw how great that could be. WWE didn't. WWE likes to say they have the we- the best women's division around. I think they probably do. They have the four horsewomen. They have Asuka. They have Io Shirai. They have Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, Dakota Kai. Um, they have Carmella and Natty, Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss. Um, they have the ex uh, Tyra Valkyrie, who is now Frankie Monet. Taking those, if they would not put them in, like, six-man tags or a bunch of triple threats, they could legitimately have an awesome pay-per-view if they had the storylines correctly leading up to it or if they have a tournament. WWE doesn't want to do that, though, because that would require giving women more time, and it's pretty obvious they don't want to do that. So, Mickey James approached Billy Corgan, and he decided, that sounds awesome. If we can get every other woman, other than the WWE, and of course he would love to have the Four Horse Women show up, but... We all know that's not going to be a reality. But he said, Mickey James, if you can get women that are the best not in WWE, this will be unbelievable. It was decided they're going to have a show on August 28th from St. Louis. And it's going to be called In Power. NWA in power, and Mickey James is going to produce this. It's not just going to be NWA women. Although, when you're talking NWA women, you're talking Thunder Rosa, you're talking Camille, who are two of the biggest, baddest women around. But I think you're also going to be talking um, Britt Baker. I can definitely see her showing up. I can see Deanna Peraza showing up. I think you're going to get Tessa Blanchard showing up. Uh, Would not shock me if you see some of the younger talent uh, Angelina Love, Roxy, Billy Starks, 
Um, I'm trying to think who else is on the indie circuit that's really good. I I think you're going to be seeing them. I think if Tay Conti and Anna Jade are back, I think you're going to see them. I would not be surprised if you don't see Shadia, Nyla Rose, and Jade Cargill also in it. Serena Deeb in it. I think you're going to see Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, Fire and Flava. Um, Jordan Grace will probably be asked. Uh, Rachel Ellering may be asked. You're, of course, also going to see Rosemary and Javi. How can you not? So, I think this will shape up to be a great pay-per-view. Uh, Chelsea Green has already made it known on this week's podcast, Green with Envy, that she wants the main event. Now, Chelsea, I'm not 100% sure that you're going to get to main event, but maybe. But I'm really looking forward to that. August 28th is already on my calendar. NWA also will have a show on the very next day, which will be August 29th from St. Louis. And it's going to be NWA 73. It's going to be taking place in the Chase Ballroom, where NWA... I think originated from for about 20 or 25 years. And then they will be in St. Louis August 30th and 31st for you guys that live near St. Louis or want to be a part of it. They are going to be doing the next set of NWA tapings. And from what I understand, that it is going to be a studio show but they are going to have a crowd. So really looking forward to seeing how that goes. So basically that's what I've got from NWA, GCW, and just two stories from what is floating around from the week of June 12th through the 18th. I hope you guys uh, got to enjoy that. I also hope that you wrote down some dates that you're interested in, especially that August 28th show. I think we really need to support women's wrestling that night. As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, protests, on Facebook you can find me at Pro Wrestling Overtime's page. You um, obviously can write me at prowrestlingot at gmail.com and you can hit me up on Twitter at ProOvertime. That's two O's, ProOvertime. And yes, the DMs are open if you want to ask a question that you don't want everyone to see. But I look forward to talking to you guys soon and I'll see you down the road.
Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay.